What's going on, y'all? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is your host, once again, Steve Johnson, the star maker, here with another edition of The Only Business Podcast. And we are The Only Business Podcast. I'm here today with an extremely special guest. Go on, take a minute to introduce yourself. My name is Thelma Carroll Edwards of Edwards Wellness and Skin Care Facility. That's located in Wilmington, Delaware. This is going to be, I can already tell, one of my favorite episodes right here. Miss Thelma Carroll, I feel like it's like, you know how you have like a play cousin? Or like a play aunt, like your mom's best friend? That's how I feel about this lady right here. Every time I see her or speak to her, I feel like she should be giving me like peppermints or some freshly baked cookies or something. (laughs) It's It's like food for my heart every time I speak to her. Thank you. I'll receive that. And we are, we're discussing something a little bit different today. Uh, Today, I want to speak with you all about grieving as an entrepreneur. All right. The grieving process can look a little bit different when you're a business owner. Very often, we don't have the time or sometimes even the resources to walk through the grieving process in a healthy fashion. All right. And that can look many different rate, many different ways. And a lot of people think mourning and grieving are the same thing. They're not. Mourning and grieving are not the same, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. This may end up being a two-part series, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I wanted to have Miss Thelma Carroll on to kind of, you know, talk about her journey. And again, we'll see where this conversation goes. But I'm so looking forward to this program. So looking forward to it. Because <laughs> I just, I feel like we're going to be able to help a lot of people yes. with our discussion today. Yes. So before we even begin, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what your business does? Well, I am a internationally trained licensed esthetician who provides stress relief services to folks from cradle and beyond. Um, I strive to make people feel less stressed because as we all know, today the world is stressed. Mm-hmm. And what do they do about it? Many people take alternative ways, um, such as skin care, massage therapy, or actually therapeutic touch therapy. And that's what I provide to my clients. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get on into it. Okay. I would first start off by asking, could you, could you describe a, a scenario in which that you've been in where you, where you had to grieve while still running your business? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, my husband in 2015 uh, was diagnosed with throat cancer. And mm. um, when I first heard about it, it was like a, just a total shock, you know. And so I knew that he had to be taken care of first but I also wanted to maintain the business because I always kept a positive attitude that he is going to recover from this, despite of what uh, I had been told. And so I had to juggle. And I didn't do it by myself, but um, I got lots of help emotionally, physically, and spiritually that helped me to sustain a balance while he was undergoing the therapeutic treatments. That is heavy. That is heavy. How long have you guys been together for? 55 years. Oh, that is... <laughs> Her husband's here with us, y'all. I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to do whatever I can to get him to crack a smile over there. It's not working. There we go. Finally. Finally. Got him. <laughs> Fifty-five years is amazing. Can y'all can y'all tell us what the secret is? Communication. Uh, even though you may not want to, because mm-hmm. you're that upset, you know that leaving that door closed is no good, especially overnight. So, uh, whether we feel that we've been wronged, or we've been the wrongdoer, you've got to come together because that's the only way it can work. You know, you've, you've got to be humble and know that no one's perfect just like he has things that I don't like I know he has things that I don't like Mm -hmm. but we're imperfect so we have to keep putting up with that and go beyond that 
and that's where the love. We started out with a, like an emotional love, but then it goes into much more as you mature. It gets better with time, like the whispers say. Well, I know y'all young folks don't know nothing about the whispers. <laughs> right. okay. I need y'all to get your pens out, get your notepads out. I told you we were in for a great program today. Gems are already being dropped. We're, all, we're only five minutes in. If you have not already done so, please go ahead and drop a five-star review with comments. If you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, go ahead and drop a fire emoji and throw up a black fist in the comments. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are some common psychological and emotional challenges that an entrepreneur might face when they're grieving? How am I going to keep my business going? Uh, will I have the strength? Um, do I need to get assistance? Most importantly, how much time do I need to take away from the one that is suffering with the major illness. Mm -hmm. Now, in your experience, what, what did some of those answers turn out to be? Or how do, you, how do you even determine whether or not you're going to need help dealing with this, and then when you need the help? And then, you know, what do you, when other people come and say, how can I help, what do you say? It's funny that you should ask that, but I just have to go back to an, an instance when he was sent home. Oh yeah, this from, is, your, this is okay. your program. Take as much time as you need. He was sent home from the hospital with uh, a feeding tube, mm -hmm. but no equipment. And he had already lost tons and tons of work. No nurse, I couldn't get in touch with anyone. So I called a friend, and keep in mind it's three o'clock in the morning. So all of the products had been delivered, but I knew not what to do with it. They did not train me. Mm -hmm. She was there in 10 minutes. Wow. And she hooked him up, showed me what to do, and she was there every day for two weeks, mm -hmm. making sure that I understood the process because I could either make or break him through feeding him because he wasn't able to eat orally. You know, he couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, this is heavy. <laughs> How can a entrepreneur who's grieving, because this can, this can be overwhelming. So an entrepreneur that's grieving, how can they navigate the demands of running their business while also tending to their grief? Because as you highlighted earlier, self-care is important. Yes. So yes, you got to take care of him, but you got to take care of you too. Absolutely. How do you do that? Well, if you, have, if you already have a routine, you, you need to make adjustments. Um, I changed my work schedule so that during the day I was able to fluctuate back and forth and making sure that he was okay. At one point, you know, uh, uh, he was silent all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's difficult because I didn't know what his needs were other than I, I anticipated what someone who couldn't eat or get around would do. So I sort of became his arms and legs and eyes and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I changed my schedule. And honestly, Mr. Johnson, I, my clients are gems. Um, the business that I'm in, we don't have hostility. Right. So I don't have anyone coming in. You do this, you do that. So everyone that I, I didn't tell everyone that, but some of my clients who had been with me Many, many years I let them know that I need to change your schedule. Others I just adjusted. So I changed my schedule to suit how his needs or uh, anticipated needs were. And it worked out. People who didn't know me and were scheduling, they didn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to uh, put on this mask and do what you have to do. And no one knows the difference because you don't share all of these things with potential clients. They're there to get de-stressed, not for me to stress them out. Right. So I had to reverse, you know, how I was feeling and stay positive. Mm -hmm. And that in turn made me positive. Because I always felt better after I did the treatment. It was getting to, it's like, okay, is he going to be okay? Um, what am I going to do? But it worked out, you know. And, and I was able to give stress relief because 90% of the clientele during that time did not know what was going on because they were there to get relief. And so that was my job to provide that for them. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. What Ms. Thelma Carroll's talking about here is being in the right business and making sure. See, if money was the only reason that 
she has her business, she wouldn't be able to say what she just said. She says she felt better after giving the treatment. That is a testament to having a passion about what you're doing. So all of you entrepreneurs out there, if, if money is the only reason you're doing this, you probably need to find something else to do. That was a great answer to that question. Thank you. Um, wh what are some of the unique stressors that are faced by entrepreneurs during the grieving process? And how do you think they can be managed effectively? Uh, effectively? Unique stressors? Mm -hmm. Well, in the business that I'm in, um, there's a constant turnover of usage of products and techniques. And so uh, during that time, uh, like every two years, we must get our CEUs or continuing education units. Mm -hmm. So taking care of what was going on with him and having to keep up with my requirements, that was a big stressor. But I was able to do it because uh, when you have sick loved ones, sometimes you don't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times you don't sleep at night. So when I felt myself being overwhelmed, that's the time I would take to uh, settle down after the initial, every night was a shock, I will tell you that. Every night I was reliving it. But after I got to a certain stage, I was able to go in and start reading, doing my lessons, keeping up with things, because in the profession I'm in, it's not one and done. You must constantly reinvent yourself. And so during that time when I couldn't sleep and I had done everything that was necessary to do, I was able to recover and reduce my stress mm -hmm. by because when I learn, I'm less stressed. I think I call myself an eternal student because <laughs> I love to be in a classroom environment and, and learn and thrive. I love that. I love that. How important, being that you're in the wellness business, you're in the self-care business, how important is self-care during the grieving process for an entrepreneur? It is 100% necessary because you can't give from an empty cup. So therapeutic touch is necessary during that time and, and really at all times. And so um, I did have someone that would come in um, one time when I had to do uh, some things. The daughters came in mm -hmm. and I had to be gone overnight. So during that time, I was able to do a little recovery, get away for a minute. Although my mind was still there, I felt safe with someone that loved him that would not let him down. So that's how I got rid of my internal stresses. I still went to a couple of conventions with the help of the family. What? If you could give us, say, three or four, let's say three, if you give us three strategies for self-care during the grieving process as a business owner, what would you give us? What are, what are say, three things that work for you? Get up as a, in the morning. It's a big one. Get up. Do your routine. Take time to... Plan the day if you haven't done it the night before. What am I going to do? What's on my agenda for today? And uh, most importantly uh, for me, prayer. You know, how am I going to get through this today? And I, I, I believe that I got lots of help by praying. And also just sharing these important points with my friends that were close enough to understand without burdening them because you can also become a leaking cup or a mm -hmm. leaking roof. And I just wanted to, like, sometimes you have to vent. Uh, sometimes you have to get professional help. And I did that, too. Um, there were people at the hospital that uh, when I would go while he was getting the treatment, they would come and talk to me. They had a network there. Mm -hmm. And it was for those whose loved ones were undergoing uh, these treatments. And because it's hard to watch someone get that treatment because they don't feel well. So if they don't feel well, you kind of not, you don't feel so well yourself. Right. Right. So they had a classroom there that they would, if you signed up, you would go in and they, you would discuss how you felt 
and I got to hear many different uh, uh, ways that people were carrying their grief and how they uh, found solutions that helped me. Mm -hmm. And then they also had art classes within the hospital that while the patient was getting treatment, you had something to do. They entertained us, but they also allowed us to have an open door to them. Right. So even after the class and you have all the people sitting around, when you go home, it's a little different. Their door was always open. I love this. So you had a, so you had a village. Yes, yes, yes. Got to have a village, folks. You have to. You have to. Can't do this alone. Did did this process that you went because it was a process. Did it affect the way that you communicated with your with your clients, with your customers? Absolutely. When, with my clients, it's almost like in taking nothing from professional therapists. Mm -hmm. I'm a therapist as well as a listening ear. Right. And so by uh, listening to them and hearing their stories, I was able to have a little more insight to what they're going through. You know, when people come in, they'll tell you, oh, I don't feel good, this and this is going on, and you feel bad for them. But not until you undergo a catastrophic event mm -hmm. can you really relate to those who are also undergoing grieving in what, for whatever form, be it loss of job, money, but you have a different outlook for them. I feel you're more sympathetic, more empathetic, because you now have experienced, to me, like the ultimate letdown. And so you have a diff I had a different perspective on them. Even though I, I knew I was helping by listening before, but it became deeper on a different level for me. So that was build up, you know, you win and you win because I'm helping them and they're helping me mm -hmm. because I feel a little more for them since that experience. As, as it, the entrepreneur community is very, very small. And then it gets even smaller when we talk about black entrepreneurs. And then it gets even smaller when we talk about black woman entrepreneurs. So I guess my question is, what are some of the common misconceptions or stigmas surrounding grief in your entrepreneurial community? And how do you think those can best be addressed? Can you just... Reword that again, please. Sure. So when we speak definitely of black entrepreneurs, what are some of the stigmas or misconceptions around grief as far as our community goes? One, uh, unless you've had a horrific experience, you'll hear statements like, you'll get over it. Mm. Oh. You're not the first person that went through that. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Be but then you have to have sympathy, sympathy for them because you know they have not had that experience and so they can't relate to you. So you can't hold them down, you just have to stay away from them to stop that negativity until you get past what you're going through. See, because I, I you know, you, you, you can tell them off because perhaps maybe if they have not had that experience, they don't know right. how they feel. So I just have to back up from them because at this point you're not good for me. And so I need to be with more positive people. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of back away. Because some people, they may be born like that. It's called imperfection. But when I'm grieving, I can't take on your imperfection at that time. Right. So, yeah. Do y'all love this lady or do y'all love this lady? <laughs> uh, in, in what ways can a grieving entrepreneur or even a, a business owner who's been through a traumatic experience for instance like the one you dealt with with your husband how can that experience be leveraged to bring greater empathy and greater understanding to to your business practices so how did this experience or did this experience at all 
help you improve the way you ran your business. Absolutely. Because as before, when I looked at people, it was more of a just hands-on. And I'm going to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. But now my feelings are coming from within. I have to make you feel better. Because if you're not happy, I'm not happy. So there's more feeling that comes with how this experience with him changed me. Everyone that, everyone that came through my door before was important, but it's on another level. Right. That I didn't know about mm -hmm. until I had that experience. And that's why when people who cannot relate to what's going on, just have to, okay, they don't know. You can't beat them down, so you just have to just, you know, understand them just like you're trying to understand yourself because you're processing things that you've never felt before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to scream, which I did a lot at night. I did. For the first three weeks, it was, you know, it was rough. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to someone, they said, scream therapy is perfectly okay as long as it doesn't get out of hand. But that's how I let out my emotions. And it wasn't voluntary. This was something that came from within. It was pain over wondering what was going to happen to someone I love. All right, we just had to take a break for a second so I could tell Miss Thelma Carroll what a wonderful job she's doing. She was pretending to be nervous. <laughs> Before we started, y'all. But y'all, can y'all hear this? She sounds like she do interviews like this all the time. How can the grieving process contribute to an entrepreneur's, an entrepreneur's personal growth and development? So how can something like this make somebody a better business leader or a better person? It allows you to look at people in a different way. Um, Although I always care for my clients, and I want to emphasize that, but there's a different, as I mentioned earlier, a different level of care. Mm -hmm. And before, I, ha I have a program that once a client visits, they get an automatic letter saying, we appreciate you, but now I make calls. Yes. How, do you, how are you doing? Do you have any questions? And so that helps me to stay in touch with them because sometimes when people leave you, they forget about you. Mm -hmm. And we don't want them to forget about us. Right. So now instead of that letter, I make the call. How are you doing? When, when, when can we see you again? Uh, two weeks would be the best therapy uh, engaging. But I don't start out like that. I, I re generally listen to how they may be doing because most people living today have baggage right and they don't have anywhere to dump it mm -hmm. and like I was telling my husband uh, sometimes when I schedule clients I want to give especially if I know someone's going through something I need to give myself space so that I can give them my best right and then I have to shut down so that when the next person comes they can get fresh energy from me I can't schedule two people who are having heavy stuff going on so I have to differentiate. And that's how I've changed it. That before I just used to schedule. But then based on what I know about you, mm -hmm. and then if I know someone else is going through something, I can't have that on both days because I can't give my best. This is beautiful, man. She's talking about being self-aware, y'all. <laughs> she knows herself well enough to know, hey, look, if you're going through something on Tuesday at 10 and you're coming to see her, we can't take somebody else who's going through something on Tuesday at 12. Right. We just can't. Right. You might, you might got to wait till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so be self-aware. Know what your own... This goes beyond just having a physical capacity to perform the duties of your business. This speaks to the, having the emotional awareness and the emotional capacity to do the physical duties of your, of, of your business properly and to be able to do them well all day. Now, in Ms. Thelma Carroll's business, this is extremely important because she has to, a lot of her business deals with physical touch. So it's even more important in a business like this one. That was a good one. Self-awareness is key. 
and it's hard to be self-aware without having a certain level of maturity. All right, so you gotta, you gotta be mature, you gotta be self-aware. We hinted earlier at counseling and therapy. What role did counseling or therapy play in supporting you while, while you were grieving? And how can therapy or counseling be integrated into someone who's very busy? How can counseling or therapy be integrated into their uh, overall wellness plan? My counselor um, provided a safe place for me. Many people feel as though I'm a safe place, but I'm not a professional therapist. But I was able to go to her and give my innermost feelings mm -hmm. without feeling that she was going to tell someone. Because I didn't want everyone to know exactly how I was feeling. Right. Um, we all have... Uh, things in our head, in our mind, that we don't discuss, even with our mates. Mm -hmm. So there were things I could say without judgment to her. So that was judgment to me. So that helped me a lot because I felt freer and I was able to release some of that tension and sadness that I was feeling as he was undergoing therapy. So it's very important. Mm -hmm. How do you balance the, the need for professional support with the desire to maintain a sense of independence and control over your business. Because those, I, I would imagine that those feelings kind of can conflict with one another. But again, um, I, my husband can testify to things. Uh, when I am not having a not so good day, because all of us have it, truth be told, we're not always blah, blah, blah all the time. Hold on. I cannot imagine Miss Thelma <laughs> Carroll ever having a bad day. She is the, the picture of positivity and, and good vibes every single time I see her or speak with her. My bad. Go ahead. Okay, but, you know, being human, uh, these things happen. So you, you, when you interrupted me, I forgot what you asked me, Stephen. <laughs> See, I'm trying to get better at that. I'm trying to get better at that. I apologize. I'm sorry. It's okay. What was the question again? So the question was, um, how do you kind of balance the need for professional support with the desire to maintain a, a sense of independence and control over your business? The professional support helps me to balance uh, one of the things that I, I do know that if I'm having that day that, uh-oh, I, 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 I'm a little bit tired, when I go work on someone, my whole attitude changes. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I get so refreshed. Mm -hmm. so, so that's the human tendency. So we don't always feel, you know, if it's a rainy day, you know, you don't always feel joyful okay we got to get up we got to do it. you know what you have to do but when I touch that face it's over I, I, that's it mm -hmm. I, it's like an electric shock boom there you go so I get uh, rejuvenated and my whole attitude changes so now that I know that happens it's like okay I'm feeling that way okay let me go down here and do a facial so I can feel happy again uh -huh. so that's that's how I handle that now as a wellness professional and you've been doing this for how long 41 years. Uh-huh. Are there any are there any particular personality traits or characteristics that might make an entrepreneur more or less susceptible to experiencing challenges when they're dealing with grief? Is there I just need to re need to hear that again, please. Are there any particular personality traits or characteristics that might make somebody more or less susceptible to experiencing challenges while they're grieving? Yes. Um, there could be, you're talking about my clients or me. You, as the business owner. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, I sometimes can be very, very stubborn. That stubbornness can cause problems when I'm trying to deal with certain things that I don't really want to deal with, but I know I have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, uh, 
when my mom passed, there was, I needed like a lot of help. But as somebody who is not that good at asking for help or even recognizing when they need help, this was extremely difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And then being somebody who's stubborn, even after recognizing, hey, I need some help dealing with this, I didn't want to acknowledge that I needed help dealing with it. And then I didn't want to go and seek any help to deal with it. What are some personality traits or some characteristics that might make somebody more susceptible to having some challenges when they're grieving? Well, I guess we're all, we all have a streak of stubbornness, but you can't let that stop you from doing anything. Mm-hmm. You, you have to, you, it's called growing. And if you know that if you can see down to the end of the road that things are going to get better, you move forward. You know, I don't know any other way to do it because there are many times where I hear uh, negative things like, you still in business? That's very negative. Right. Of course I am. When would you like an appointment? <laughs> so, you know, things like that, you know, you, you just move forward. If you were to stop at, at uh, doing what you're doing at every emotion, you would never succeed. So I don't base my life on emotions. Mm-hmm. I base it on what is at the end of that road? Because if I sit here and feel this way, then I don't need to be in business. And that's how I, I deal with things. I never look back. I'm not going that way. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't make that up. I saw that somewhere else. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. We talked earlier for a little bit about having a village. Could you could you ex- could you take a couple of minutes and just expound on that for me, please? Like, how can a for those of you who don't understand what we mean when we say when we say village, we mean a social support network, be it professional or personal. Uh, but how can your village be leveraged to support you during a difficult time? Can you walk us through that? Just. How did your village help you? I, I, you don't have the time, but I will give you some highlights. There was always someone bringing me a meal, because of course he wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. There was always someone bringing the, uh, you know, sometimes you, know, you could do insure to give you strength as you're going on. Mm-hmm. I never had to worry about that. And it wasn't just one person, it was whoever hurt, but he was so loved that people were coming out of the woodwork and they didn't ask me what I needed. They would ask someone else and then it was at my door. And then I also had the support of the nurse, you know, they send nurses out to check to see uh, BP vitals and so forth. So they were there three times a week. So I had a lot of help and I know that I could not have done this by myself. I didn't have to go to the store at all. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, whatever like the, the, the creature needs, they were there and more. So, and I didn't ask, I mean, the first one, person I asked was Courtney, and she's the one that came by at three in the morning. But then after Shout that- Shout out to Courtney, thank okay. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> but then it just started rolling, and people that I hadn't heard from for years, so it actually, I can tell you, it was nothing I did except that first phone call. Mm-hmm. And after that, that was it. This is beautiful, man. <laughs> we kind of hinted at this one earlier, but if you can, I want you to go into a little bit of detail. Um, in what ways did you prevent, or right now my question is really about how. How did you prevent that really personal really traumatic situation from bleeding over into your business and having negative effects because this is not your dog, your cat, this is your husband that you've shared a life with for decades. So can you walk me through how you were able to not have that, have negative effects on your business? First thing, I absolutely love what I do. I am not complete 
unless I'm doing that. So to not move forward with the business and just make adjustments in how I did it was easy for me to do. Because once I set the schedule right, when I make people feel better, I feel better. So that was one of the ways I coped. You know, I, I had to keep moving. I just had to change the schedule. Mm -hmm. And so I always feel better after I work on someone. This is not your run-of-the-mill job. This is a very rewarding uh, career because how many careers can make people happy every time they walk through your door? And that's what I do. And in all the years, and this is not a brag by, I don't want anybody to think I'm bragging, but I have never ever in all the years, and I hope it never happens, I know it will never happen, had a negative comment on the work I've done. Because I give my heart. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I do. You know, I need to see you feel better. I need, to, I need to see that you feel better. I need to see that you look better not just on the outside, but on the inside. Because the treatments that I give, the bonus is you look better, mm -hmm. but the work is actually done internally. So that therapeutic touch and the different muscles, bones, and nerves that I affect create a state of what's called homeostasis. And that's the balancing between the mind and the body. You have to, the training that I got teaches me how and where but also along with that, you have to have that emotional contact because people know when you're not giving your best. Mm -hmm. They can feel it just like a little kid. Yep. They know, like, can I go near her? Nope, that, that, that energy's not good. So I try to give the best energy and that way it passes on to them. Oh, keep talking. <laughs> but, 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 you know, basically that's it. I'm looking at them. I'm looking at their expressions. Sometimes when I look at people, there's something, and I'm not going to give my uh, secret away, mm -hmm. but I can look at parts of their face and tell what mood or what emotion they're experiencing. I'm not a, it's just the face. Um, you can tell by a person's smile how they're feeling or if their eyes light up. But I can also tell by there's a look that, I, that they have that I know this person needs more today. Mm-hmm. And then I act on that. But as an entrepreneur, I'm also letting you know I'm giving you this because I know you'll benefit from it. So, I'm, you know, this, this is uh, something that I feel you'll feel better with. And, and ultimately it does, you know. And people especially like to have themselves the center of attention. That's why you come to me. You are the center of attention. And so that's what they get from me. In her business, she has to have a unique ability to listen to things that are not being verbally communicated, necessarily. Uh, how can, so you know, as, as a business owner who has a little bit of experience, how can you, how can you create a culture, and this, I guess this would go to, for your employees as well as your clients, how do you create a, a culture within the workplace that's supportive and empathetic towards those people who may be grieving? Right now I'm a solopreneur. My husband used to work with me, um, but I, I can tell you how people tell me they feel when they walk in the door as far as the environment is concerned or you know the emotions that they elicit, but mm -hmm. creating, when they come in, uh, first of all you have to have specific aromas for people. You can't have this harsh disinfectant smell. <clears throat> so with most people being under stress today, whether they acknowledge it or not, I try to have the fragrance of, 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 of lavender if, because I already have done an intake on you. Mm -hmm. And so I already know what you're allergic to. So most, most people can accept lavender. So when they first come in the door, they're gonna breathe that in right away there's a feeling of calmness. This is what I'm being told. And then also I have uh, different lighting, which uh, it appears to be stars, especially when, once you get on the table. Mm -hmm. And I have people just saying, I don't want to close my eyes because I want to take this in. 
And it's not, you know, it's something that I feel makes me feel better, especially in an environment of a spa, what I like as far as a wellness center. So I give what I feel like and feel that I like, and it's been successful. So they feel that feeling of warmth mm -hmm. coming from me and coming from the atmosphere. Is it the Taj Mahal? No, but I make you feel better than you do at the Taj Mahal. The whole point is how you feel when you leave me. So th that's the, the experience that they have. I know when I walk in the door, I'm going to get relief. And I've heard that many, many times. Mm -hmm. So This is just like, I can't imagine. How do you, so when you're, when you're a business owner, maintaining productivity and maintaining profitability is like top of mind. But when a loved one, especially your husband, is dealing with some something like this, I get how it can be easy to kind of let productivity and profitability slide to the back of your mind. How do you, how do you, what are some of the things you did to kind of maintain focus? Well, again, the network that I had, um, the hospital uh, personnel, they took to us really. I, I, they, I think they took to everyone, but they made us feel special. Mm -hmm. And so by having people I know that would back me up uh, with his illness, even though I wasn't understanding everything, and then coming back to my wellness center and working on someone balanced me. And that's how I made it. You know, when you're at the hospital, it is, there is a different emotion that you feel. But I also know when I get back to my place mm -hmm. that I'm going to have those aromas. I'm going to see those clean sheets. I'm going to have that bed heated. And I'm going to feel better. And that's how I balanced it out, you know. Because I didn't leave myself at that hospital. I brought myself back to where I could find peace. And that's what I did. Uh-huh. This is beautiful, man. I, I, I really only have one more question, but okay. before, before I even get there, Mr. Edwards, anything you want to jump on this microphone and say? I mean, other than the fact that she, everything she says is true to, as far as I can know. I just appreciate the fact that uh, she spent so much time caring about me that a lot of times I felt that she wasn't caring about herself as much as she should have. Because it's, it may be funny to go through cancer, um, radiation, mm -hmm. and chemo. chemo, that I never really had pain. She had the pain. I did. Mm. I did. It was awful. Uh, radiation didn't bother me. Chemo didn't. Well, chemo was a little bit worse. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did fall. Now I'm saying something now that I don't know whether I should say. Now, this is your program. Go on, let that go, brother. But. Uh, through the chemo, every once, no, not every once, but twice, I was in the bedroom and she was downstairs. And the next thing I know, I was getting up off of the floor. Mm. And uh, I don't know what happened, but it was the effects of the chemo, I would imagine. But I never told her because she worried so much about <laughs> me, that would have been more worry. Because she took my pain. Uh, I didn't have the pain. She had it. Guess. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> so, going through all the, the chemo and the radiation, like I said, she was handling, she was taking the pain. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any pain other than the fact that I couldn't eat, you know, and I had uh, the tube in my, you know, in my stomach to eat, but I didn't go through pain. The pain that I saw was on her. 
Because in the, in the middle of the night, and I sleep very well, mm -hmm. I would wake up, she's crying. I'm not. That's where the love comes in. And I think watching him lose so much weight, see, he couldn't see himself. I was, I was seeing that. So that's basically, I was watching him wilt away. Because he was a big man. And, you know, that treatment made a difference. So I was watching a decline. And that's what was hurting me the most. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. Um... How did, I would imagine that going through this together brought y'all closer. I think so. Yes. Do we, do we feel comfortable talking about the how on that one? I'm okay with it. Yes. Yeah. Hold on, so how did this bring us closer? Well, most of us, well, many of us sometimes take life for granted. I just never thought about him being sick or dead because he never was. Mm. And that was a shock that I still remember when I, when the doctor, we were in the office together, said that I remember the trauma that it caused me. But then I realized that I don't want anything to happen to this guy. I think I like him. <laughs> so that is how I feel like I try, I probably over-worry now, because mm -hmm. I think I get on his nerves. But it made me be more aware of something precious that I don't want to lose. Mm -hmm. Even though you know you care, but there are so many different levels in your life that you experience, and this was a different level. And that's, that's my experience. So I just try to make sure, do we still have husband-wife tips? Of course we do but I make sure it doesn't last. I get mad at myself, so of course I'm gonna get mad at him. Right. But it's not something that I hang on to. You know, why? I, I'm not going anywhere. I don't intend to. We still get along pretty good. Mm -hmm. So we just like, this is something that we just experience and you just move on. I love this. So my last question here for today, what are some, what are some key takeaways that a business owner can learn from their from their grieving experience. Well, one of the things I've learned, um, you know, there is a saying, uh, "Stop judging," which means that we already judge. That has changed my perspective on things. When I meet you, I don't know you, but I want to get to know you. And so instead of looking at someone and say, oh, they have beautiful clothing on or they have beautiful jewelry, I try to look at the inner person now. Mm -hmm. And if they, if, well, I don't have anybody who comes in real crabby, but I've seen people go into other businesses that are a little bit crabby. Let them be crabby because you don't know what they've experienced that day. Mm -hmm. You don't know why they're feeling that way. But your job is not to make them feel worse. And that's how I look at people. If you're having a bad day, I am going to try my best subtly. I'm not going to say, how are you doing? No, through my <laughs> actions mm -hmm. and my touch to show you that I care and I want you to be better. And that's how I look at people now. From a whole, When you come in the door, you're not Miss Jones. You are, how am I going to make, Miss, how am I going to make you feel better today? And that's how it's changed my perspective. Although I felt that way before, but it's on a different level. Right. All right. As we prepare to wrap up here, uh, once again, I want to thank you both for coming in today. Thank you so much. This has been such, such great content. I really, really cannot wait to publish this. Okay. I don't even think we need to edit this, really. Really? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I think we're fine. Okay. Um, Take a minute to talk about your business. Promote your business. Let us know what you have going on, what you have in store for 2023. Let us know how we can get in touch with you. Well, again, as I mentioned earlier, I am an internationally trained licensed esthetician. I am a certified infant massage educator. 
a certified massage therapist, reflexologist, and event and corrective makeup artist. And in the past, I've worked at private salons, Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and John Wanamaker's. I don't know if many of you remember John Wanamaker's, but that was a very prominent store in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding counties. And I'm also an educator, and I've regularly com uh, co contributed to the Skin Inc. magazine. Uh, that's an international trade magazine focusing on corrective skin care. I've been published in Heart and Soul magazine. Um, also, the magazine I've been publishing for you, that was a mag magazine dedicated to ethnic brides. And when you come into my place, I strive to make your time peaceful, therapeutic, and leave you confident that I can help you reach your goals for your skin, body, and mind. And so you can reach me at uh, edwardswellness.com. The telephone number is 302-479-9399. And if you would like to email me, you can email me at info at edwardswellness.com. I'll say it is very, very rare, especially nowadays, to run into a business owner who cares about their clients as deeply as Ms. Thelma Carroll cares about her clients. This is special. She is special. Once again, I thank you both for coming here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've given me more confidence. And you are the star maker. That's what they call me. <laughs> All right. Once again, if you have not done so, please drop a five-star review. If you're listening to this on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you're hearing this on YouTube, go ahead and drop a like, subscribe, and once again, throw up a fire emoji and a black fist in the comments. <laughs> Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Be decent to each other, and we'll see you next time.